Okay, I'm Tazuko Shibusawa, and I feel very honored to be here today. Um, I'm going to be presenting on how we use VITAL uh, that Dr. Zimmerman just presented on at the School of Social Work. And um, Debbie asked us all to sort of address certain issues, the challenges of integrating field work and coursework, the role of VITAL in addressing these challenges, some of the lessons that we've learned by, from using uh, VITAL, and then future directions and challenges. Um, VITAL is a very collaborative project at the Columbia University School of um, Social Work, and so I'd like to really acknowledge Dr. Susan Oppenheim, Marianne Rydell, Mary Sarmanti, who were part of the um, curriculum development, and also teaching along with um, Drs. Peggy O'Neill, Susan Woody, and Joanne Geraldman, uh, especially this past um, semester. And um, Mercedes Del Rosario, who's a doctoral student at TC, who's been helping us, and also Debbie Marcus, who's been the educational technologist, who's been working with us a lot. Okay. Um, challenges, integrating fieldwork and coursework in social work education. Um, in our master's program in social work, field education, uh, the required hours are 1,200 hours. So this means that for a two-year full-time student, they are in the field three days a week at agencies, such as hospitals, psychiatric clinics, homeless shelters, domestic violence shelters, at child guidance clinics, and they are supposed to receive weekly one-and-a-half-hour supervision from a licensed social worker who, or a certified social worker who has been trained on how to do supervision. And field work has always been the hallmark of the social work education process. Um, however, there's been a lot of challenges in the field with decrease in funding, especially to agencies. There's decrease in availability of quality supervision or also the time that supervisors can spend for supervision. And also with managed care, um, students have less clients that they can work with long-term. And it's through long-term work that we learn so much uh, about ourselves and also about clients and, our, and develop clinical skills. And so we really f felt that this was an area that CCNMTL could help us address. And in 1999, um, David Van Esselstein, who used to be an educational technologist here and who is here today in the audience, started working with us in this thing called Third Space, which I'll talk about in a second. And then gradually um, we were able to incorporate VITAL uh, to take uh, place of Third Space. Third Space is basically, the concept is sharing clinical case materials through digitized vid videos that we could share in the classroom as well as hopefully with the field. So we wanted something that both the field instructors and the students could share. Um, and it was a space for learning, which enhances teaching objectives for clinical social work practice skills. So we wanted a space where students could really observe clinical material and interact with the clinical material, analyze the content and process of what goes on between a social worker and their clients, self-reflect on what they were doing, and also be able to articulate what they were doing. And this takes place in fieldwork supervision as well as in the classroom. Um, so. We've gone through many um, renditions of Third Space. David Van Esselstein helped us with using a uh, commercial web board. And we started with a couples therapy class, which Susan Oppenheim and I teach. Uh, we put student role plays 
on the web and had a discussion board. And Stephanie, who's filming today, uh, she also filmed the videotapes for the student role plays as well. Um, we also tried the real player, which was a little noisy, as you can see. Um, and we also tried putting um, videos, uh, digital videos on uh, courseworks as well. But it was a little more cumbersome in terms of students discussing case material and winding and rewinding videotapes on courseworks. And so we, we, were, we were really delighted when VITAL came along. And um, so we have now been using VITAL at the School of Social Work. And Dr. Zimmerman has described the functionalities of VITAL, so I really won't go into it right now. Um, but so what we have done at the School of Social Work is we started with clinical practice with couples. It's a seven-week intensive skill-based class on how social workers do couples work or couples therapy. And we expanded it with an academic quality fund uh, from Columbia University, just as the science, Frontiers of Science uh, curriculum was developed through a grant from Columbia. So we were also able to get a grant from the university to implement VITAL in all advanced clinical courses in the second year for faculty who chose to do so. Just again, to give you a little description or context, our master's program, we have five different methods that students specialize in in the second year. So we implemented it in the advanced clinical social work practice concentration, which is the, 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 the most popular concentration at our school. Over 61 uh, students choose this. And right now, this year, we have 277 students out of 452 second year students. Another complication is that in advanced clinical social work practice, um, we have various fields of practice that students specialize in. So the second year clinical class, students can take courses that specialize in gerontology or contemporary social issues, family and children, or health, mental health. So we have students taking the, the basic advanced clinical practice course, but within different topic areas. Um, but we also believe that basic skills that they need to develop are the same, which is how to engage with the client, how to assess, how to contract the work with the clients, how to define the problem or solution, um, bringing in specific interventions for depression or family issues, how to use ourselves professionally, and cultural competence. And so we decided that there were several common topics that needed to be taught or were being taught and that we would use VITAL to address these topics. And this was advanced interview skills, conscious use of professional self in the context of power and privilege. That means how do we recognize our own privilege or our own power that clients don't have and how do we um, work in a way that our lenses that are biased by our own privileges don't get in the way. How do we work with issues of loss and grief and termination? And um, CCNMTL helped us create an administrative function where faculty could select and import certain videos that they wanted. And I wanted to show you what that looks like right now. So um, this is sort of a demo uh, site, and we have a digital library with over um, 25 videos, digital videos that faculty can choose from. Uh, each has a title, the skill that each video will work on or teach, the clinician description, and the client description. 
We also have in the workspace, and you're already familiar from Dr. Zimmerman's description, um, all, all the different um, videotapes, but also assignments. So for example, with a videotape called Machismo, we ask the students to view the Machismo video and read toward a better understanding of the use of psychodynamically informed treatment with Latinos and the myth of sameness among Latino men and their machismo, and then identify and critique the skills that are used by the clinician. So the students can also, um, if it comes up, hmm, um, what's supposed to come up, and I won't spend too much time with this, is from ProQuest, the, here it is. So the articles are already linked, so the students can go directly to the articles, and then they could go into the digital library and then they would watch Machismo. You know, you, you've been here several times, and uh, in the last few times when we talked, we talked about your dad. Uh, you told me he was like this macho kind of guy. Yes. What does that mean that, when you say he's real macho? Like he don't put up with nobody. You don't put up with nobody? Has he always been that way? So this is just an example of a videotape that students can watch and critique and talk about, pick up the skills that the, the, the clinician is using, and then clip and paste and create a video essay that um, Dr. Zimmerman um, described. Um, and through doing that, um, I wanted to now describe about what we've learned. So, so far we've offered, uh, since 2003, 15 sections in the couples course and 400 students have taken it. And last fall, 10 sections were, th were offered using VITAL for the advanced clinical practice course and 200 students have taken it. And as the speakers mentioned this morning in the earlier panel, one of the wonderful things about working with CC and MTL is that they help us evaluate. And um, so we have very good ways of evaluating, and these are the things that we found so far. That students find that they are more motivated and engaged with the materials when, you use, when we use VITAL. That they have an enhanced understanding and application of theoretical constructs, which I think Dr. Calabrese Barton also talked about. They're able to identify clinical skills that can be used to uh, other clinical settings, and skills development, their ability to be more specific about interventions. And this is really an important aspect in our teaching, and so I wanted to talk a little bit more about this. Students, we did a um, quasi-experimental design where students just watched the videos online on the digitized um, library, and then we also did one class where students were asked to create video essays where they clipped and posted certain segments, and we found that those students who used the copy and uh, clipping uh, and creating a video essay uh, were able to list larger numbers of potential interventions and they provided greater specificity of interventions, like they were able to say when, where, why, and how. And I think you mentioned the notion of evidence-based, right? So we only want, we really want evidence-based citations so that, um, for example, what we found in these um, video essays is an example would be somebody who would just write a traditional essay or without using the video clips, they came up, they would say things like, with a couple situation, what would you do? The student would write, I would offer equal airtime while validating both partners' concerns. Initially, I would not challenge their choices or reasoning so as to strengthen the therapeutic relationship. As the session progresses, I would introduce the idea of compromising and asserting one's needs. So this is very generic. Whereas 
the student using video essays is able to say, when partner D says blah, 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 I would intervene and say blah, blah, blah. Then I would look at T, partner T, and say blah, blah, blah. This would allow D and T to feel acknowledged and heard. At, at the end of this interaction, I would then intervene by pointing out that. So we're getting very specific descriptions of what they would do, which we aren't able to do through a traditional essay or no, not using clippings, video clips. So I think that's the strength of VITAL and the ability to use video clips of clinical material. Too bad we don't have George Clooney in any of them. <laughs> okay. So, um, future directions. I think that this is really useful for teaching evidence-based clinical treatment modalities. And for example, this semester we're going to be using interpersonal psychotherapy for depression, a uh, 16th uh, session evidence-based treatment modality using VITAL to teach. And we're hoping that perhaps we can do other evidence-based uh, treatment modalities such as teaching complicated grief therapy treatment, which, is, which was developed by Dr. Scheer, who's now on our faculty, and we're really excited about that. Um, also, collaboration with other Columbia University professional schools, as Dr. Zimmerman mentioned, around the areas of cultural competence, because our social workers work with physicians, dentists, nurses, and so if we could start now, before everybody graduates and goes into their uh, respective fields, if we could really start to share materials, it'll be great for social work students to see how physicians need to learn about cultural competence or nurses and, and vice versa and really share. And I think that in itself is great interpersonal, interpersonal, no, interdisciplinary learning as well. And also we hope that we can involve more of agencies and field supervisors so that perhaps they can use some of these digitized videos in the field and discuss the videos with their students or also offer our um, cutting edge uh, or our understanding of state-of-the-art treatment modalities so that the field instructors and agencies can start to learn what's out there in the field from the research area as well so that it's, there will be a better integration between uh, the school and the agencies. Um, challenges, and this is something that I've really become aware of this semester, since last semester, is accessibility for students with disabilities. I have, currently have a student with a vision impairment. This is very challenging, and last year I had a student with an auditory impairment. So how, what, we don't want this technology to really take away from students with disabilities, and I think CCNTL works magic with technology, so I know that somehow with uh, collaboration with the Office of, Students, uh, Office of Disability Services that perhaps we can also come up with ways that this technology will work with students with disabilities as well. So. Thank you.